Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Greater. I'm only emphasize that word greater. Greater is he that's in you. Praise God. Greater is he that's in you. This doesn't just belong to preachers. Praise God. John's writing to believers. He said, my little children, in this letter of 1 John, and in that fourth chapter and fourth verse, he said, ye are of God, my little children. And so we are of God. And greater is he that is in you. Oh, I wish that would ever get down into the heart and into the spirit and into the life of men and women. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. God never gives anyone fear. God never comes with a message of fear. Did you ever notice all through the Old Testament you can read it and then over in the New Testament you can read it that when God sent a messenger from heaven, sometimes an angel or what? that the angel always would first of all begin by saying, fear not. <laughs> he never did say fear, always don't fear. Fear not, in other words. And when he sent the angels, the angelic choir to sing, and the angels to announce the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, they again they came with the message, fear not. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Praise God. And later on in the Acts of the Apostles, you remember when Paul was up there in Jerusalem and in jail, he said that the Lord Jesus himself stood by him. Suddenly Jesus appeared by his side and said, Fear not, Paul. Fear not, Paul. Don't be afraid. Praise God. You must bear witness of my name before the kings and so on and so forth. But you see, he always came with a fear not. And he said, he hath not given us a spirit of fear. When I hear these preachers of fear, amen. When I hear those individuals who are all time preaching fear, I don't just mean preachers of the gospel, I include them, but in a sense we're all preachers. You're proclaiming something yourself. Every single time you open your mouth, you're proclaiming something. To preach means to proclaim. Isn't that right? You're proclaiming something. You're preaching something. We hear just out in the natural world. I heard somebody on TV uh, say to another one, because the other fellow reporter was talking to him, I do not know that this is Christian, but the other one, the other reporter said to the one who's talking to him, said, why don't you practice what you preach? You see, he was preaching something to him and evidently his colleague knew he didn't practice it, so he said, why don't you practice what you preach? So we hear that expression out in the world even. Why don't you practice what you preach? Well, my brother, sister, God, you know, really, that's what we do. We'll really practice what we preach. You preach fear and you'll practice fear and you'll be afraid and you'll be filled with fear. But it didn't come from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And we've got these folks that's always talking about fear. They talk more about fear than they do God. I mean sometimes born again, spirit-filled people. All the time they're talking about fear. 
They talk about fear. They're afraid of the devil. They're afraid of demons. They're afraid of this influence. They're afraid of that influence. They're afraid or they have fear of this power, of, of that power, of some other kind of power. But I want you to know, my brother, sister, that the Holy Ghost sent down by Jesus from God the Father came from heaven into your spirit and into my spirit and common sense teaches us that he has made us a master. Praise God because he said in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater. I'm only emphasize that word greater. Greater is he that's in you. Praise God. Greater is he that's in you. This doesn't just belong to preachers. Praise God, John's writing to believers. He said, my little children, in this letter of 1 John, and in that fourth chapter and fourth verse, he said, ye are of God, my little children. And so we are of God. And greater is he that is in you. Oh, I wish that would ever get down into the heart and into the spirit and into the life of men and women. Too many times we quote those scriptures, glibly quote them, but they don't mean a thing in the world to us. Amen. But we need to know the reality of it. Praise God forevermore. Well, there's no comfort to just knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world unless you realize what he's in there for. Because he's greater than he that's in the world. Because he's greater than the devils you'll face. Because he's greater than demons. Because he's greater than evil power. Hallelujah to Jesus. Then you need not have a spirit of fear because the greater one lives in you and he's bigger than the devil. He's greater than the devil. I like to say it this way, the bigger one lives in you. He's bigger than the devil. Praise God. He's bigger than sickness and disease. He's bigger than storms and tests and trials. Praise God. He's greater than any force that could come against you. Now we need to learn to rely upon him. But you know too many times when tests comes, too many times when the storms of life break upon us, and you know the crisis of life comes to all of us, we're not immune to those things. I'm not immune to them. Sometimes folks say to me, well, that'll work for you, Brother Hagin, because you're a preacher. No, he didn't say the greater one's in the preacher. He said, ye that are of God, the greater one's in them. No, God's word works for every single one of them, you see. And too many times folks will think, well, yeah, God sort of loves you and sort of giving you a special dispensation of his power and his grace and it'll work for you, but it won't work for me and I'll just have to get along the best I can, you know, and just sort of hump it. You know what I mean by that expression, you know? Just sort of hump it, you know, through life. But no, my brother, sister, praise God. He has sent him to indwell us, to make us masters, to give us dominion. That we might, Romans 5, 17, reign as kings in life by one Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, too many times, however, even the spirit-filled believer does not really recognize what he got. He thought he had an experience with God. No, he didn't get an experience with God. And so he always keeps trying to have another experience like the experience that he had when he experienced the first experience that he experienced. <laughs> 
and he ought never want to have another experience like the experience that he experienced when he experienced his first experience. Should never do that anyway. He ought to walk on in the light of the word of God. Blessed be God. And so it's just an experience. No, it's not an experience. The Holy Ghost came to live in you. Praise God. A divine personality. Hallelujah to Jesus. Came to dwell within you. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Look briefly again at 1 John 4, 4 and then turn to Luke 10, 19. And let's look at these two verses of Scripture together, please. Notice that he said here again, 1 John 4, 4, Ye are of God, my little children, and have overcome them. The them that he's talking about that we have overcome, not are going to do it, is demons and evil spirits, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Then back in Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now get this. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, did he lie about it or did he tell the truth about it? Well, first of all, somebody said, yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, Jesus didn't say that to us. The church, he was talking to those other 70 disciples that he sent out there, and when he said that to them, I know he was talking to them, but I want to ask you a question. How much of the power of the devil, since Jesus died and rose from the devil and defeated him, how much of the power of the devil do we have authority over now? As much as they had? If we don't, then the death of Jesus was in vain. And there's no need for him to die. How much authority, how much power over devils and demons and evil spirits does the church have today? Equally as much as they had then. Or else the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was a flat failure, but it's not. No, behold, I give unto you power, authority, that is. That's what the Greek word translated power here means is authority to tread on serpents. Oh, he's not talking about a literal snake or a literal scorpion, but he's using these as terms to define satanic power because he goes on to explain it. And he said, and over all the power of the enemy. I think some folks thought he said over half of the power of the enemy. And they're not even taking advantage of half of it. But he didn't say over half of the power of the enemy. He said over all the power of the enemy. Over every bit of the power of the enemy. The church should be triumphant over all the power of the enemy. But too much of the time, the enemy is dominating them instead of them dominating the enemy. Are you listening to me? Well, thank God these things belong to us. They're ours. When are we going to start believing them? When are we going to start acting like and it's so? Why not believe what the Bible said? Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. If we'll start believing that... We'll start acting like it's so. That's the reason I know folks don't believe because they don't act like it's so. If they believed it, they'd act like it's so. And when we start believing that and start acting like it's so, then we're going to step out into a boldness and into a majesty of dominion and reigning in this life by Christ Jesus that we've never enjoyed before. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. Now we know that God's greater than all. Jesus said, my father is greater than all. He is. We know that the son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. And you know what? He's come to dwell in us. By the power of the Holy Ghost, he indwells us. Jesus said, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. Another translation I like says, my father and I will come and make our home with you. We're going to come and live with you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come and live with you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Believer's Authority Curriculum. In this package, there is the Believer's Authority Study Book, the four CDs, the Believer's Authority, the CD set, Reigning in Life as a King, and the book, The Believer's Authority Legacy Edition by Kenneth E. Hagan. All this for the special price of $59.95. This is over $25 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Camp meeting's going to be coming up in Camp July. Camp meeting coming up in July. July the 19th through the 24th. Can yep. You- that's going to be here before we know it. Man, too. it is. It is. I mean, <laughs> the, the, where is the, the year gone? The summer gone? is going fast. Oh, the summer's going too fast. <laughs> tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on our authority as believers. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.